If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked. I am your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Uh, joining me today are Peter Eichmann's editor at IGN and Casey Lynch, Beard-in-Chief of IGN. What's Good up, afternoon, Steven? guys. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Doing Good. really well. How are you? I'm Very doing well. great. Fantastic. I'm doing pretty awesome. So what are you guys playing? I'm still playing Battlefield. Uh, yeah. I'm playing Kai Scram and Kai uh, Uncharted 3. Excellent. I just want to play Kai Scram. And I have a copy of Batman on my desk finally. Oh, I'm going to go home and play Batman. You still haven't finished Batman? No. <laughs> I haven't finished Batman <laughs> either. There are two Sorry to games. say. Batman does look friggin' amazing. I know. I'm really excited. I'm very excited for this weekend. Yeah, indeed. So, guys, uh, let's talk about some games. On this week's podcast, we have Grand Theft Auto V trailer, which launched yesterday. It no, looks amazing. It does. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experiences with Lord of the Rings, War in the North. Yep. And the Modern Warfare 3 live stream. We're going to give a breakdown of that and talk about how it went. That was the sound that it makes. When... <laughs> that was good. That's was what that, the, the Xbox makes. <laughs> I was like, what was that? I look behind, check behind my back. Over and my shoulder. Uh, last up, we're going to talk about uh, the new... Uh, the the <laughs> The new Fallout New Vegas uh, Ultimate collect- Edition. Ultimate Edition. Yes. Yes. Uh, which uh, collects all of the DLC and Into puts it in one, one fine package. Fine package that costs as much as you paid when the first one came out. A right? year late. What <laughs> is that crap about? Bullshit. So, guys, Translation wait until Steam puts all the DLC, <laughs> the DLC on sale for a couple bucks. I'm still Jenny from the I'm block. Just nab it. <laughs> Casey is still Jenny from the block. I'm right, very guys. excited about Grand Theft Auto V. Let's cut to the chase. Yes, Do please it. cut that. We're chase. back to San Andreas. It's looking like uh, today. Rockstar confirmed that it is indeed um, back to Los Santos and the surrounding areas. No, is it Los Los Santos? Yeah, yeah. Los, Los Santos. Santos and the Vinewood Hills and Pleasure yeah. Vinewood Hills, and Pleasure Pier, yeah. all the above. Yeah. So much good sure. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm, even know where to begin. I know. I'm really excited for this game. It looks amazing. 
it, right? it, it looks really good. Um, people are holding hands. There's dogs. There's blimps. There's planes. I mean, ugh, there's a guy that sounds like Ray Liotta, but it's not. But it's not. I let's, mean, let's we've been musing for those. 24 hours about, are these characters from the old one coming back? Is it Claude? Is it Tommy? Even though it's not Ray Liotta. Let's make some predictions here. Okay. Who, who's going to be in the game? Like from previous Grand Theft Auto? Who are we playing as? Are we playing as any of these guys? Or are we playing as somebody new? We're going to play as a new person. That's my prediction. I think new too. Here's why. Because if you look at the Grand Theft Auto series, numerically, every time they start on a new number, it's a brand new cast. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's some interlocking features going on, or some interlocking characters going on. Like, you look at three, uh, it's got its ties to Vice City and San Andreas. Um, Claude shows up in San Andreas. Yeah, exactly. In one part. Um, however briefly he doesn't say a word but you know it's him and also well, Claude uh, never talked anyway so oh yeah I know just say I know that but we know what he looks like his yeah. black jacket and uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 um, with the, the Lost and the Damned and the Ballad of Gay Tony um, all of those stories interlocked together mm-hmm. um, you know bringing the characters under you know the same storyline and even the same missions at some point yeah so, from I mean, the reverse angle sort of thing exactly yep. yeah. yeah and that was I always thought that was really really cool for them to do so my my thoughts with five is it's going to be you know a new cast of characters and i think you are going to run into that that you know multiple character thing um where you do end up getting to play as other people from other angles of the of the los santos story i can see that happening but i don't want that to happen to be honest with you because i think you're going to get to a point where you're like i wish i was playing with this character again and maybe like certain areas aren't accessible to certain characters or something Mm -hmm. some kind of invisible wall like that i don't know this is all speculation. I, uh, I you you were playing GTA Four and you wanted to play as CJ or Tommy or something. No, no, no. I'm just saying if I had played half the game as Nico and then suddenly I was playing as Roman or something, I feel more like connected to the character through the well, whole story. Yeah, but I mean, did when you played through Grand Theft Auto Four and then played Lost in the Damned and and Ballad of Gay Tony? I mean, did you did you feel removed from the experience or did... not really? But I feel like I had already had my complete GTA 4 experience. So when I when Lost in the Dam finally came out and I played that whole thing, mm. like it felt like its own little enclosed story piece that I was ready for and it didn't I was done with Nico. Well, I yeah. closed that door and moved on. Well, that maybe that's going to be what they do with maybe. 5. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe that's you how just they're sold me. Maybe, maybe I am okay guys, with it. Guys, I I personally don't think they're going to uh make you play as the as a returning character cuz yeah. A they just have never done that with one of their titles, their numbered numeric whatever we're calling it titles. Right. Uh and B just uh, do we really want to play as Claude? He doesn't talk. I mean, that would be lame. Uh, and then all these other guys, they're just old now. I mean, how, yeah. how old are, are Tommy and even CJ? I mean, CJ was somewhere in his 20s in the 90s during yeah. uh, San Andreas. Like early Tommy's got to be in his 50s. Yeah, 91, approaching I mean, 60. Uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. So <laughs> besides, uh, if we take a cue from GTA 4 during the reveal trailer, the narrator turned out to be Nico. So mm-hmm. Brand this, new character. this narrator, as he's talking, um, clearly is not any of the characters, unless all of a sudden this is Claude's voice. But Claude would just be old. He probably has a, a, fr- yeah. a French yeah. accent. A, a French My name is Claude. Je suis Claude. Je <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we don't know who it's going to be just yet. We know that it's going to be in Los Santos. Um, we know that it looks really good. Yeah. yeah um, we know amazing. that they showed lots of blimps. A lot. Of, the colors are just brighter in yeah. general yeah. than we saw in Liberty City in 4. So, so do you guys think you're going to be able to, like, pilot blimps? I hope so. I'm guessing yeah. so. They do some funny stuff like that, you know? They always have. I mean, cool. obviously, 4 took it a little more serious, right? Yeah. But by the time the Ballad of Gay Tony came out, it was getting a little crazier again. Yeah, Ballad of Gay Tony kind of felt like, you know... They wanted to revert back to that 
And that being the last bit of Grand Theft Auto content yeah. that we've had, you know, before five, maybe that signals a, a, a sea change of you know going back to the way things were with you know jetpacks and all that crazy San Andreas. Like those, shit. I forget the character's name, but the uh, one voiced by David Cross in San Andreas, where you're doing all like the model plane stuff mm-hmm. and like the toy soldier style mm-hmm. mini games and the the toy field, <laughs> funny stuff. I don't think they're going to go full-on San Andreas slash Saints Row. I, I think they're going to continue with the... Yeah. Um, More serious tone. Yeah. I, you know, it, I mean, it'll probably be a mix. Because if you recall, there was plenty of zany stuff that happened in GTA 4. Oh, absolutely. Between oh, yeah. the characters, like Brucey, and then also... <laughs> I mean, there was there was plenty of cheats. And that, that right. that's what added to the San Andreas experience. I mean, the game played as, you know, the game out of the box. You weren't flying around in tanks. It wasn't yeah. until you put in codes. So Right, right. Um, and there were certainly those in GTA 4. So, anyways, I think we're all excited about it. We we wrote, gosh, almost 15 stories and news and features pieces that are all on IGN.com. There's a full Rewind Theater. Yeah. so uh, You're not going to miss anything if you stay on IGN. Yeah. Lots oh, yeah. of GTA 4 or 5 coverage. You're covering GTA 5 like nobody's business. Like a blank. It's amazing. Like a blimp. Yeah. Get really excited, guys. All right, moving on to the next game. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings War in the North. So, Peter, you've played this game before. Briefly. A while ago. It's been a while. Um, It's co-op. You're a trio of a a melee and a ranged character, and is it a magic user? Yes. Um, So it's all heavily co-op based. Play with your friends. uh, Smash a bunch of orcs. I didn't play it for very long, but you played the hell out of it recently. I absolutely did. And even put a uh, number on it. I did. I reviewed it, and I put a stamp on it. Yeah. I put the lock on it, and then I put the chain on it. I gave it a 7 out of 10, which is a good score. It is a good score. Um, I thought it was a good game. It wasn't a great game. Um, I definitely had some issues with it. Uh, I found the combat to be uh, repetitive. Um, I didn't find the story at all very interesting, which is a shame because, you know, the Lord of the Rings lore is insanely fascinating. Yeah. And super deep. A lot Mm -hmm. of depth. You know, great characters. Um, but I felt like all of that was missing in this game. I didn't really care about the the, the trio of, of fighters. Um, you, you didn't really feel like you got anything out of them. I mean, there were some conversation chains that you could have with, with other characters, even characters from the books, people like Aragorn. Um, but, you know, I, I just didn't feel like I cared what... I, I, didn't, I didn't believe them, I guess. Did it feel say. like, considering the pedigree in the books they're coming out of did this feel like fan fiction basically like somebody's like you know it'd be cool no well let's write a new story about this universe fan fiction is usually a little creepier <laughs> you know there's like shower scenes and shit in, wow. most, in some fan fiction it's legolith hentai but i i, I just oh thought it was God. i don't know I, I just didn't care about the characters they're very one-dimensional they were completely you know set on their quest just very one-sided altruistic yeah. like oh we're super good we just want to do this for the benefit of you know middle earth the and world the world now the game's m-rated why was it super like bloody yeah shower scenes um oh, shower God. Scenes. <laughs> not enough shower scenes um yeah it's <laughs> yeah um it's there's a lot of uh a lot of bloodletting sufficient bloodletting lopped off heads lopped off heads not lopped off arms Ninja lopped Gaten off legs that whoa just you could you could go to town on some orcs with, nice. with your your broadsword, your axe. How about that eagle? I saw the screenshot in your review, and I was like, "That's a pretty badass eagle." Just the like eagle, stomping some fools. The eagle is absolutely badass. Um, can you play you, as the eagle? No, but can you, you can ride? summon him. Can you ride the eagle? 
no. Yeah. But losing interest. Can you play <laughs> Come football? On. Here's what you can do with the eagle. Is he Let from me tell you. Let's break this down for a minute. <laughs> um, you can set him off on an orc. You can say, "Hey, eagle, go over there," and he'll like <laughs> stomp him. I just punched my hand there. You Could this have benefited from connect voice controls? Hey, eagle, <laughs> go over there. Hey, eagle, um, <laughs> lop. I would say that the majority of connect games would benefit from eagle controls. Mm, absolutely. So yeah, not good the point. other way around. I'm a fan. Um, but yeah, the eagle was a pretty cool thing. You know, he could jump in there and yeah. kill a guy, and it was great to have him around. Um, but generally, I just found the game to be, you know, good, not great. I, meh. Yeah. Well, okay. not, not meh. I no, mean, you're it was, right. It was meh is like good. five territory. Yeah, it goes, it goes meh, okay, score. Yeah. good. Seven's a, a good score. So yeah. I'm still kind of curious to play it. Yeah. yeah. Seems well, like fun. Absolutely. Especially with a friend. Uh, I recommend checking it out. I mean, if you have the means, um, it just, there was a lot that I took issue with. Yeah. I mean, the tough thing is it's it's tough to recommend a game like that when we're just in this dearth of ins- insanely crazy, you know, good games. Anti-dearth. Oh, absolutely. Or anti-dearth, sorry. Yes. Anti-dearth. <laughs> you know, this deluge, sorry. Deluge. deluge, better, yes. My brain is fried. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, yeah, go play War in the North when you could go play Batman or Uncharted or years or you know and then wait a couple more weeks and you've got As- assassin's creed you've got yeah. halo oh, Jesus. you've got uh, skyrim you've got uh need for speed even rayman i mean there's yeah. just so Some many good games coming out right now awesomely so. huge games so it's tough coming now, down the pipeline it would have maybe been a different value proposition uh, for big Lord of the Rings fans had the game come out at a different time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's... Uh, and this is this is a good note, I think, to developers and publishers to say, hey, we could come out in July or August mm-hmm. when there's very little competition and maybe... Or closer um, to when like the new Hobbit's coming out, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or when the interest is kind of sparked again. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's definitely a fortuitous time to go back into the Though it doesn't necessarily make it a better game or not. No, It might still be like... But, I mean, you might be more apt to throw down a little cash if you're not thinking, okay, you know, within the next two weeks I'm going to go out and spend... You. You're (laughs) talking with a business mind here. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. Makes sense. And I mean, you know, if they... Maybe if they had waited until The Hobbit's release, they could have polished up some of the issues that I had with the game. Um, I didn't find the AI to be that great. Um, You would basically issue an order to them you had two basic orders um attack or defend but regardless of which one you chose it just seemed like they just kind of did what did their own thing went (laughs) off on their own accord and i mean you know obviously when you're playing cooperatively when you've got two other buddies and you're playing with it you know either locally or online or or what have you um you know those AI issues are going to go by the wayside, and you're going to have a great time. Yeah. You're going to have a lot better time than if you play alone. So, before we move on, was this just a Lord of the Rings skin Champions of Norath? No. No. So, it was separate. You know, it wasn't <laughs> just like a game that Snowblind sort of, you know, I mean, because that's no, sort I of mean, how, valid, yeah. That's how even like Justice League Heroes felt back in the day where it just, that wasn't a great game. It wasn't yeah. a horrible game, but it just, you know, and these are the types of games that they play. These sort of yeah. action, you know, slash beat em up, whatever it might be. Um, and this was the Lord of the Rings version. For sure. And yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's something to be said about the ability to, in slow motion, lop an orc's head off. It's true. And that's what you get from more in the north. Would you say that you shower in their blood? <laughs> it's a, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that because you're just bringing all kinds of shit to my mind right now. <laughs> it's true. That Gross. I didn't want in there. I didn't want in there We at better all. move on. Let's do Quick. it. Quick. Right, Go. Guys, let's talk about this uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 
live stream. Four hours of action if you guys caught it on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, five new multi layer. Multi layer. I make up a new word a week. That's my new goal here on the podcast. I'm still multi layer. So yeah, so we had Sea uh, Town, we had Mission, we had Hard Hat, we had Bakara, and we had Interchange. New maps that no nobody had either seen or if they had, they hadn't seen much of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We played uh, Kill Confirmed, which, I think. Uh, which kind is of a hell of fun. A favorite mode around the office mode. after yeah. this. Yeah, because it takes team deathmatch <clears throat> and just adds this extra sort of like, okay, so I I shot you, you're dead, but now I have to go claim your dog exactly. tags, otherwise uh, I don't get credit it for the kill. And I lose out on points. So it's when you deny somebody, it's such a good feeling. It is. Oh, yeah. But the, conversely, when you're running to those dog tags and you know some jerk... You know, around the corner just pops you. (laughs) Kill denied. I hate that. But the thing is, and this is what Peter was saying, um, you know, it it really, that guy who's, you know, camping out, waiting for you to go collect that dog tag, he's got to go collect your dog tag. Yeah, he's not getting any points, even if he kills you. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that that give and take, that real tug of war, which makes makes Kill confirmed a blast to play. It's absolutely fun. fun. I love that mode. Yeah, it's like taking Team Deathmatch, putting it in a snow globe, and shaking it up a little bit. Whoa! Keeps the action quick. Tug of Absolutely. war. Tug of war. <laughs> oh! Sorry. I don't even know what that meant. But I know exactly all, what that we meant. We also um, we played a little bit of single-player campaign. We played some Spec Ops survival mode. Uh, we also had Glenn Schofield, who's the studio head of Sledgehammer, and yep. he's also the co-creator of Dead Space. Awesome. So, yay, Glenn. Uh, and we had creative strategists from Infinity Ward and Face of Call of Duty to the community, Robert Bowling, mm-hmm. and we gave away a ton of stuff, including an Xbox 360. So, if you're not tuning into our live streams, not only are you possibly missing out on some awesome exclusive uh, footage of games winning that you love. Winning yourself the Modern Warfare console. But you're missing out on winning stuff. We Big gave prizes. Away, we gave away 20 copies of the game, too. So in the course of four hours, that you have a chance by watching and tweeting and doing all the, the crazy stuff that we do um, to win lots of good stuff. We also gave away headsets. and it was There was, was a ton. That was an awesome day. It was cool. And if you were just curious about the game, like the whole footage of that live, feed, live stream is on our site right now. Go search Modern Warfare 3, look for videos, and you will catch the whole live stream. Yep. All the action of us shooting each other in the face and collecting each other's dog tags. Woo! It's there for you. Bam. Absolutely. Modern Warfare comes out Tuesday. Very cool. Big day. So let's move on, guys. Let's talk about the uh, VGAs. Um, they announced some of the trailers that they're going to show mm-hmm. at the event, um, including one for a new Alan Wake game. Yeah. Uh, one for Metal Gear Solid Rising. And a new Bioware game. And they didn't get any more specific than that. No. Last year was the first thing they showed a Mass Effect 3, right? Wasn't Uh, that the VGAs with the sniper? Yeah, yeah. It was real mysterious. Nobody quite knew what game it was for. It was just a super teaser. Yeah, and then it it immediately got broken down into being Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. But Alan Wake, that makes me curious. I yeah, what could it very be? much enjoyed Alan Wake. Well, the word on the street is that it's going to not necessarily be Alan Wake 2, per se, but it's uh, some piece of digitally delivered content that will be a next piece of the story. I don't. So, from what I hear people talking uh, about, it will be, you know, like maybe with Infamous 2 and the Festival of Blood or some sort of add-on content or same, like some like, kind like, of like standalone un- yeah, like Undead Nightmare thing. from yeah, yeah. Uh, Red yeah, Dead is okay. probably a better um, example um, besides you people don't play Infamous <laughs> anyways um, <laughs> Infamous what? That's, that's all we know about it so far yeah. And uh, and for those of you scoring at home, uh, if you don't know what the VGAs are, it's the Video Game Awards that are put on by Spike TV, and they air on December 10th, and there's usually lots of interesting news that comes out of it, and lots mm-hmm. of boring 
Um, Banter. Like, yeah, <laughs> with horrible hosts. and But some cool new trailers. And that That's will right. be on December 10th. Correct. Coming yes. up quick. So now, Bioware, what the heck are they doing? I have, I, don't know. I have I have a theory. What's your theory? Let's hear it. MDK3. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? You know what's funny? I totally thought that, too. Did you? Re- no. What? I did. Serious? I thought oh, maybe it's going to be MDK3. T- oh, my three, gosh. But they don't have the rights. Oh. Interplay does. Do they still? Well, okay, so when they did MT- MDK2, it was a sequel to Shiny's game, and Interplay was a publisher. Yeah. That was in 2000, back in the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. They have since republished the game, because uh, you can get MDK2 now on Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, so now, I wasn't aware. I didn't go and back and look. So so Interplay has the rights. Interplay is the one behind it. Okay. that's. Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. All right. Jade Empire 2. Oh, oh! What? Very cool. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but wouldn't it be awesome? It's probably going to be, you know, Dragon Age 3 or... We say that with disdain. No, I'm just saying. I I don't mean that with disdain. What I'm (laughs) my the the point. (laughs) All I want to do is play another game with Doctor Fluke Hawkins. I mean, they you know they they kind of sort of announced Dragon Age three back in May um, over over Twitter. Yeah, I mean, they just said, "Oh yeah, you know, we're going to work on Dragon Age 3, which you know is just kind of a, a half assed way of saying, "Oh yeah, this is coming eventually at some point." And you know that that maybe we'll get a big reveal for Dragon Age three at this point. I mean, well, I see mean, that happening. What else could it be though? Technically, we could see something come back with Kotor. Probably Ooh, not though, because no. uh, the Old Republic is coming out on the yeah. twenty. But I mean, you never know. We could also see something. Uh, this would be way, way, way um, from left field, but uh, with Baldur's Gate. That's what I was going to say too. Um, but isn't Baldur's Gate the Dungeons and Dragons license and they yes. don't have that anymore. Atari does. Like, I think that that whole change you happened. Oh, your yeah, licenses. But, but, but Steven, <laughs> uh, Atari's a publisher. Yeah, but they have... So Bioware they, could develop it. They did... I mean, um, EA's the well, publisher of Bioware's games right now. And so Bioware technically... I'm, I agree. It's totally way out to left field. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just going through... It, it's, e- it's either something that we've said or something brand new. So yeah, yeah. if it is something brand new... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, guys, it could be one of two things: something we said, <laughs> or something or we didn't something say. We didn't. Okay, fine. Shut up. My point. My point is, I think the the games that we're hitting on and the IP that Bioware is known for, those are all, I, I think, respectable and plausible possibilities. True. Um, for sure. I think it would be much more mind-bending to have them announce uh, a brand new concept, which, yeah. I, in mind-bending in the sense that I, I think we'd all be super stoked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't put it past them, considering um, that outside of Dragon Age, uh, they're reaching the end of sort of their um, the their franchises proper, meaning Mass Effect 3 is going to come out in March. Yeah. And so that trilogy, the Captain Shepard, or Commander Shepard... Um, Series will sort of have a punctuation mark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're going. Maybe this is going to be a brand new game, and potentially this could be for the next box or whatever we want to call it. Hmm. But and that would be hmm. wouldn't that just be a megaton, right? Can we hope? Yeah. Can we dream? But then would then the VGAs announce the new? I, no, so that's or, two yeah. separate things. Just... I, I mean, if that happened, then I think you know all of our faces would be melted, and we wouldn't even care if Jimmy Kennedy was the host. But <laughs> wait, Jimmy or Jamie? His, well, Jamie can't be the host because he's a jerk. His little brother, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Little little Jimmy Kennedy. Hi, guys. Little Jimmy. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> he's a good kid. Little Jamie. Got a good Kennedy. head on his shoulders. Who's, who's down I like the street? That. I'm still Jimmy from the block. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about <laughs> this Bioware thing. I mean, even I if it too. is Dragon Age 3, I didn't mean to sound meh before. 
because I am a huge Dragon Age fan. I even kind of liked two. You're a recent convert, actually. I am. Oh. I I I used to I used to drink the Haterade for uh, Dragon Age, <laughs> but then I I sat with it and I I made myself. You came start it. You made peace and play it. I and, sit yeah. with it. <laughs> it's because I sit with it. <laughs> no, um, Damn it, Eric. but yeah, I I, uh, I loved the original Dragon Age, and you know, Dragon Age two was, you know, I I liked it. Like I, I didn't love it the way I loved one though, but yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty solid. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about Fallout before we take some email. Yes, let's do that. Um, so and you know what? Maybe I should just uh, institute this. I used to run a column like way back in the day called "Get Lynched," and maybe I should just every single week talk about something that fucking pisses me off. Do Let it. me tell you, get lynched. These Game of the Year editions piss me off because it's like double dipping, triple dipping. A game comes out, right? Mm-hmm. It's the quote-unquote full game, but then there are these pieces of content that come out afterwards that you pay uh, upwards to $15 for, and mm-hmm. some of them admittedly are good, some of them not so much. I think we've seen that with uh, the game uh, in in case, uh, or that we're discussing, which is Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition, which uh, just mm-hmm. got announced is coming out soon. And uh, it's going to cost you $59, and it's going to come with all the DLC that all of the Fallout New Vegas fans have already paid 15 bucks a pop for. So conceivably, if you've already bought all this content day one, you've spent almost $120 or more mm-hmm. yeah. on all of this. And now, a year later, you're getting a quote-unquote complete edition for $59. Sometimes yeah. when they do this, they even make it cheaper. Yeah, yeah. they drop uh, to 49 And then you also have the benefit of patches and bugs, bug fixes and whatnot. It's bullshit. It like, is bullshit, but I mean, it's not. I mean, to be to be clear, it's not exclusive to gaming. I mean, no. you look at you look at films, you look at Blu-rays. You know, they put out a shitty single disc version of a movie, and then sometimes as 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 quickly as six months later, you'll have like, oh, this is the ultimate edition. It's got like three more discs. It's got a three D <laughs> fucking version of the movie. It's got you know like seven behind-the-scenes features and cool box art and all that kind of shit. And, you know, the people who paid oftentimes the same amount just to get the crappy single-disc version are left in the cold, and they're pretty pissed off. Yeah. I mean, going back to Lord of the Rings, you remember when they... Oh, God. The, yeah. the whole extended edition debacle. Yep. I mean, what the fuck, right? Right. And, and so games I, are doing the same thing now. I agree. So, in this week's edition of Get Lynched, I just think that... <laughs> it's usually... That Game of the Year editions, I, I think they, they penalize... Uh, people who have um, who the early adopters and yeah. now somebody could very easily say, well, I just wanted to wait, and so yeah, so you're the guy that that makes out good with it because you waited a whole year and you get sort of the complete edition. You pay less money or you know the same amount you would have paid day one. Um, but I just this kind of thing pisses me off. And I love Bethesda as a developer, but mm-hmm. they're they're sort of repeat offenders on this. This yeah. is their MO. And I'm thinking we're going to see the same thing happen with Skyrim. Although, if we go back uh, in time, if we remember, there was DLC for Oblivion, but Shivering Isles was a full expansion and awesome, right. um, which is a little bit different than these these piecemealed um, pieces of content that we've seen with both the original Fallout 3 and then Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, but I mean... That's even, my rant! <laughs> even with this Oblivion thing, um, do you see what Bethesda just recently did just this summer with Oblivion? They released the fifth anniversary Version, Even a, yeah, quadruple which, dip. Yeah, which is exactly the same as the Game of the Year edition content-wise. You but get just like new this, art on the front. Yeah, you get <laughs> you get like a steel book, steel book case yeah. for the game. Now, there's people just out there pissed. that have never played these games, mm-hmm. and so they're definitely getting a good deal. And yeah. I get that. 
But there is that sense of people who are, uh, you know, really enthusiastic about their games and they're supportive. They go out day one, buy it. And then when the new content comes out, they buy that too. They're, I, I feel like they get stiffed. And yeah. for that, you can go get lynched. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Keep with that. That was pretty awesome. That was good. The whole get lynched business. Oh, I get it. It's your last name. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> your last name is lynched. Oh. Let's do some email. And I got to go. Email. Get last named. All right, guys. First one is from Aaron from New Zealand. And he wants to know if we are surprised as he is that the Xbox 360s become home to Japanese RPGs, JRPGs, this generation. Every JRPG this generation that I can think of is on the Xbox 360, with a huge amount of them being exclusive or having a significant amount of timed exclusivity over the PS3. Are we surprised to see this? Is this a result of Microsoft dishing out the money hats to publishers? Well, I want a money hat. If there were such things as a money hat, I think that would be a great thing to have. I'm going to buy a money hat. I don't even know what that is, and I want it. Like one given to me. But what do you guys think? I mean, he, he makes a pretty good point, and there are, you know, a large amount of games that either are exclusive to the 360 or show up on the 360 and don't yeah. get moved over to the PS3 yeah. until much later. Mm-hmm. Eternal Sonata being a great example. That was an awesome game. Yep, I loved it. I had a great time with it. Uh, Star Ocean, The Last Hope, eh, not so much. Yeah, But, you know, it's still a part of a pretty storied franchise uh, for a Japanese RPG, and that had, like, what, a year on the, on the PS3 version? I don't know. I think uh, PS3 can almost have a similar list, though of additional jrpgs um i can't think of the name it was in one of my first reviews when i first uh came over to ign uh ps3 exclusive i still have the the art book on my Aww. desk the calendar lots of scantily clad uh anime girls well that doesn't narrow it down at all i know it smiles it doesn't know <laughs> i'm just kidding. um but then there's like uh your record of agorist wars which are multi-platform I don't and, know. I don't think you, it's like an, an Xbox thing. I don't think it's this phenomena that... I, I think his whole point is, is it surprising that, that this is even sort of uh, a viable platform for this this thing, especially even considering the, the recent news that they're not even going to be selling 360s in Japan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, it's interesting. Um, I mean, just gaming... And, and, and Aaron missed yeah. Final Fantasy Thirteen. It's not on here. What the heck? Oh, that's true. And then what about Final Fantasy Eleven? Hello? <laughs> Fantasy Star Online? And that's not necessarily JPA. <laughs> Anyways. But, I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely see what he's saying. I mean, it's it's weird to think that... Or Universe, not the online. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Fantasy Star Online would be great on the yeah. 360. Oh, it would scream. Just watch it on the Dreamcast. I miss my Dreamcast. Aw. But, but, no, I mean... He's right. A lot of these, there's, there's, there is a pretty sizable amount of big Japanese RPGs that appear on the 360 almost exclusively, um, for a while at least, on the platform. But I guess, you know, maybe it speaks lo- loudly towards the actual gaming trends in Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like Japanese gamers are moving away from kind of the large-scale home consoles. You know, not just the 360. I mean, the 360... You know, it didn't do well in Japan. That's not news to anyone. Yeah. Um, and I think this also could be a reflection of that. They were trying to provide a library of games that would appeal to the to Japan when it yeah, was starting to sure. fail over there. It makes mm-hmm. sense, I think. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem to work, but... I think we can just feel lucky that we did get all these games on Xbox. I don't think... I don't know that it needs to be yeah. read deeper into. Either that or just go play Madden, man. Come on, Aaron. Get with it. Why do you play JRPGs? Come <laughs> like on, Call of Duty, bro. Let's do it, bro. Okay, I gotta right. go. I love everybody. He's um, not kidding, either. He I, really does. He loves everybody. I really do. <laughs> Read some more emails. He's a very lovely person. And All right, hit Casey. me up on Twitter at Lynch Tackler. See you. 
Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. It's good having you on. Thanks for having me. Later, man. Okay. Well, Mr. Eichmann. It's just you and I. It's just you, me, and these mics. And this fan fiction I've been working on. (laughs) Which is great, by the (laughs) way. Podcast Unlocked Fan Fiction. Where do you find a shower in the Shire? A a Shire shower? I think it has to be one of those magical, like, uh, creeks with the sun just coming through the, the... branches of the tr- i'm just gonna stop oh, that's right beautiful you write that i was down. painting a your picture but i just were... have to take a few notes real quick <laughs> nolan from calgary says hey locksmiths nolan from calgary i've embraced the fall game rush and i've been playing what i can gears three batman arkham city forza th- ugh, forza four every time i say that now it uh, messes me up for the rest forza of it and others when these games come out, I find that Forza 4 gets pushed to the side for a time, but I find it so easy to go back after finishing single-player modes on other games. I'm wondering if you guys feel the same way about Forza 4 or other games. That's actually one of the things I love about Forza 4. It's like uh, we call things often evergreen. Like, they never mm-hmm. really go bad. Like, yeah. if you, There's some games where you want to get through the story so you can talk to your friends about them or talk to, you know, play them online or do something like as it comes out when you know the servers are going to be populated or people are discussing and talking mm-hmm. about it. But Forza, like, it's just, <clears throat> it's racing. You know what it is. There's not, like, a timely factor to that. You don't have to suddenly, even with, like, a DLC pack, you don't have to rush out and talk to your friends about the new uh, Ferrari you've been driving around. Yeah. Just because it came out that day, it's like, oh, I can... Like, Forza 3, I don't think I picked it up for a year after it came out. Mm-hmm. And it was still... It felt as fresh and fun as ever, and I didn't feel like I'd missed out on anything. And even at that point, like, um, ended up getting a bunch of bonus cars because they came in the later editions of the game, like, mm-hmm. with extra installs and all this stuff. And it's just the kind of game you can go back to whenever, which is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I completely agree. And, you know, to to Microsoft and Turn 10's credit... Um, they really continue support on their games. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be DLC packs coming out soon. They're one just released. I think monthly we're getting new yeah. cars for Forza. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, I mean, you know, there's really nothing wrong with going back to Forza 4. It's going to be an awesome game and definitely something that, you know, stands alone as a racer, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, even compared to... Uh, that one what on the no. playstation no not that oh. yeah but yeah chris i know exactly what you're saying it's like you you get these games you i was joking with uh, andrew in the office here about how we end up having like a to-do list of games like oh oh first i'm gonna play batman and once i beat that i'm gonna go into uncharted or uh i mean uh gears or something mm-hmm. xbox related um <laughs> you just have this to-do list like i still have la noir sitting on my shelf gathering dots because it's on my to-do list but it kept getting yeah. bumped down um, so sooner or later, probably come January or so, I'm finally going to sit down and play L.A. Noir. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's hard because you, you want to play everything. And you want to be able to discuss everything and feel timely and relevant to what's going on in the industry, especially for us in the office. Like, yeah. Of course, if you review a game, you're going to be an expert on that game and be caught up and know, be you know leading the discussion and all this stuff. But sometimes like um, for Batman, like I haven't touched it yet. Luckily I have a copy now I can take home this weekend and go play around with. But by this point, like everyone else in the office, I feel like has beaten it and knows, you know, what's up. And I'm just behind the times playing catch up. I haven't beaten it. Okay. I've been excruciatingly busy. I mean, not excruciating. I've just been really, really busy. Okay. I mean, it's it's a good busy because there's like a shitload of awesome games that I'm playing right now. I know it is. It's a good time to be here. Yeah. And, uh, Chris, to your point about the IGN car club, it filled up within uh, the first day. The guy's name's Nolan. Nolan, I'm so sorry. I called you Chris <laughs> once already. Steve, Mr. Stephen Hopper here has typed us up in a nice uh, paper with these emails. And um, 
there is a name at the top and the bottom of this paragraph I'm looking at, and I apologize for calling you Chris. Nolan from Calgary, uh, our neighbor to the north. Uh, IGN Car Club, we have been meaning to start a second one, but I too have been pulled away from Forza by all these other games. Indeed. So we just haven't gotten around to it. But we'll, we'll make some kind of announcement <clears throat> via Twitter or uh, on the site itself when we open up number two and possibly number three car clubs. Because mm-hmm. we'd love to, you know, set some times with you. And yeah. when the, the tales of these games do settle down finally and I can go back to Forza myself, um, I'd love to get back into it. Because that game is never going to go bad. Definitely. Or at least not until Forza 5. Yeah. Just two years away. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Next question is uh, Chris Chevery, who says, Kai Scram. Kai Scram, indeed. Yeah, there is a question. Thank you, Chris. Uh, with the release of Uncharted 3 and IGN giving it a 10, part of me is wishing that I had a PS3 to play it on. Blasphemy, I know. However, I can't justify shelling out the cash for a second console for one game. And what keeps me loyal to my 360 is the fact that I simply prefer its exclusives. So I want to know, why is the Xbox 360 the console of choice for you guys? It was kind of a matter of chance for me. It yeah. it was like uh, one Christmas morning, there was an Xbox 360 under the tree for me. Uh, and I was very much like that N64 kid on YouTube. Um, <laughs> it was quite like that. My uh, Were you wearing footy pajamas? I was. This nice. was like... Five years ago. Good job. So, footy pajamas, yes. My <laughs> girlfriend turned fiancé turned wife at the time bought me an Xbox 360. It was oh. fantastic. And you know Excellent. what the hilarious part in hindsight was? Lay it on me. I think prior to the holiday season, I was like, you know what would be cool? A Wii. <laughs> Best thing ever that wow. the Wiis were sold out that Christmas, and yeah. I ended up with the 360 and Gears of War. It made me so very happy. I never looked back. Amazing. I know. So, why do you stick with it? Uh, I love the exclusives as well. I like, I really mm-hmm. like, even though I have to, we pay, have to pay for it. I really like Xbox Live, keeping yeah. an easy friends list, easy um, way to just connect and <clears> chat <throat> and keep everything organized. PSN still baffles me sometimes. It's hard, yeah. hard to find stuff. I don't know. I totally agree. I've just, it's become so comfortable for me since it was the first real uh, system of this generation that showed up on my doorstep. Even though now I have all three, you know. Mm-hmm. But I still find myself trying to do everything on 360 because I feel comfortable there. And yeah. I really like the controller. And I think that's, that's you know, the big thing is comfortability. Like, yeah. Like, that's why I like being a Xbox 360 gamer. And that's why I play mostly on Xbox 360. I mean, I'm like you. I have all the other systems. I have mm-hmm. a pretty decent PC. Um, yeah. It's getting kind of old these days. Mine but too. It's but a good it one. Turns out it still runs Battlefield at m- medium settings, there which you go. I was baffled by, but it does. Nice. Yeah, I haven't even had a PC version of Battlefield to yeah. see how it would run. But um, yeah, I have a great PC. I have a Wii. I have a PS3. And you know, I try to be try to have my hand in everything. Yeah. A little bit, but more often than not, I just go back to 360. Giving the choice, given the choice, I'm gonna play my 360. Yeah. I don't I, know. I'd I'd almost argue or want to find out from you know people in this office who are in different teams and prefer one thing or the other like mm-hmm. what their first console of this generation was and i'd assume that's the one they're happiest with and most yeah. comfortable with because you build up like this base of friends you build up your trophies and achievements you build up yeah. this kind of life with one platform so it makes it harder to be like oh i guess i'll play this game especially multi-platform games right. you're obviously gonna prefer it on your original system that's why my copy of batman that's ps3 just makes me I was, I was talking about how kind of horrible <laughs> this is. Like, what achievements and trophies have done, while it's incentive to really, like, fully explore yeah. and do some play in new ways, at the same time, it makes it almost like 
here I have a, a coffee copy of this game that was gifted to me uh-huh. uh, by a friend, and I literally almost don't want to play it because it's like, oh, but you know, I barely have any trophies. Why would I want to play that and just get trophies for it? Right, right. But it's Batman. It's going to be a fantastic time regardless of what system I play it on. So. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, those Chivos would be... Chivos would be nice. Would be real nice. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I just love playing on the 360. It was my first platform of this generation. I actually bought it at launch um, with Perfect Dark Zero. Not bad. Collector's Edition. All right. Because that was... You remember uh, that game came out at 50 bucks? Well, I don't. you probably don't remember. I mean... I didn't know what an X-Books was back then. That's true. Um, I didn't know what a Microsoft's was. What the? What is a Microsoft? Uh, Microsoft. Anyway. Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. Le Microsoft. No, when, when Xbox launched, it just seemed, at the time I was at in my life, and I guess what, it was 2006? Five? 2005. Five, I think, yeah. Uh, I was a poor, new, freshly out of college, poor as hell. It just seems so beyond my reach to be able to purchase <laughs> this brand new next generation system that I didn't even consider it. Yeah. So when it finally showed up, it was just a pleasant, very wonderful surprise. Well, there you go. Yeah. Excellent. And here we are today talking about it on a podcast. Totally. Dedicated crazy. to said machine. Yeah, no kidding, man. All right, but yeah. Let's move on to Daryl. Oh. Daryl says, first... I just read and watched the review of The Lord of the Rings War of the North, and it looks like a game I want to play for some mindless action. However, I don't want to spend too long to finish it. I was hoping Steven could tell me how long the game would take to play if I just wanted to play the story, or if I wanted to go through for all the achievements or trophies. Well, Daryl, it will take you a while to do all the achievements and trophies, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's some, you know, tied into, like, leveling and stuff. Um... But insofar as just getting some mindless action from the game, I think that's what you can expect. Uh, Like I said earlier in the podcast, it'll take you maybe around 12 or 15 hours, depending on your speed as a gamer and uh, how many of the side quest things that you do. Um, But if you want to play it for the story, I mean, this is where I... (laughs) This is where where that, that, that old problem comes back of, you know, the story just isn't that great. I mean, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan... Maybe you might get a kick out of some of some of the the the. Are there a lot of references to the actual canon, like the yeah. actual characters in canon? You'll yeah, you'll meet people uh, from the books and from the films. Okay, you know, I mean, Aragorn, cho- Aragorn yeah, you, shows yeah. up pretty early on in the game, okay. and uh, uh, yeah, the, you, so there are a lot of like nice little subtle in references to the series. It depends on like how much you love Lord of the Rings if you can stick with it. But I mean, I just felt that it was lacking. I I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the uh, the storyline. It just felt very plain and vanilla to me and just kind of there. Yeah, that's you too know? bad. Yeah, but enough about that. Andrew from Utah was wondering what each of us thought the best year for Summer of Arcade was. You see, that's an interesting question because I think um, we were... I was talking about this with somebody once. Like, every year has kind of a dud. Yeah. Every summer had a dud, and every every year had like one of the best game downloadable games of the year. Mm -hmm. So I don't think necessarily one year was better than the other. Uh, Another because like Shadow Complex two thousand nine, Braid two thousand eight, yeah, Limbo two thousand last year, Bastion this year. That's like dream team of downloadable games to me. Yeah, like that. Those bring those years together. That's the best summer of arcade you've ever had. But then you also have like this year. from Dust or uh, Fruit Ninja Connect was kind of you know it's okay. Ninja Connect was fun. Was I mean, okay. if you, it was 
you know, Fruit Ninja with Connect. There's, I don't know how how else you could describe that game other than Fruit Ninja that. with Connect. You're right. Yeah. Um, last year, no, last year was pretty good actually. I love Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light. Yeah, that I was a really that was good fun one. As hell. Um, I would have to say though, I do have a choice for a best year, and I okay, have to go think for it. It's the first one. Yeah, I think yeah, 2008, uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed, Braid, Castle Crashers, Castle Crashers. Galaga Legions, um, Geometry Wars Two. Like I thought that was hands down the best year. I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been like Shadow Complex is a fucking fantastic yeah. game, um, and there were some amazing games littered out. Littered throughout, and there were also some, you know, turds. Turtle like, time reshelled. Yeah, man, what Galaga the fuck Legions. Like, I was so pissed when I downloaded yeah. that game. The Turtles in Time was one of my all-time favorite Super Nintendo games, and even the arcade game was fantastic. Of what I played of it, I mean, yeah. I was a, I was just a kid, you know. Just I, so young back then. Just, just so young. So I didn't really have that many quarters to pump into an arcade machine. <laughs> but. You know, I oh man, that game was just not good. Monday Night so Combat out. was good. Toy Soldiers Cold War I reviewed earlier this year. Super fun. Yeah. I thought it was great. And I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Summer of Arcade is just a really it's just great, a great time. time to be an Xbox owner. Yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, it's wonderful. They pick their titles very carefully, and they mm-hmm. do a great job with it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what uh, what's coming next year already. Exactly. What are they going to have for us next time? But yeah, Bind, I, I just have to say this one thing last, real quick. Bind a Commando Rearmed is one of my all-time favorite games. Really? Yeah, it's one of the rare times that I like a remake more than I like the original. And I loved Bind a Commando. The, the original, original is so frustrating at the same time, though. Dude, I can, I, I shit you not, I can beat that game in half an hour. The NES one? Yeah. Wow. And I, when Rearmed came out, I was like, can I still do this? And Could I went you? and I did it. Yeah. Nice. I loved it. I got, I nailed the Abatross, and then Commander D, or whatever the hell he was, you know, the the Hitler guy. Hitler's head just exploded. And you just blow him up. Yeah. You, you shoot him in the face with a rocket. I mean, <laughs> that is, you can't get, you can't get. Any I almost more want metal to see you do the speed run. It sounds very interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not I mean, it half an hour is not an impressive speed run. No, but, but I mean, I can, it still sounds can pretty impressive. Beat it. Beat yeah. him for thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Maybe if I can if I can scrounge up my NES and my copy of of Bionic <laughs> We do Commando. have an NES in the Let's office over really? by the guides team and this little great. old crappy TV to play it on. Nice. I'm pretty new, so I learn something new every day. This is great. <laughs> cool. Tamuka says, "Hey locksmiths, this is Tamuka here, and what the f? This whole Mass Effect multiplayer thing has got me bummed out. My personal opinion is that they should have just made an MMO type deal with or <clears throat> sorry." Apologies, Tamuka. Just made a MMO-type deal and left friendless solo-playing recluses like me not feeling shortchanged because my galaxy wasn't ready to go to war. Multiplayer sucks. The one reason I got a console way back when was so that I wouldn't get my ass kicked at the arcades. Let me play alone. And no, I'm not lonely. I get that. Yeah. But I think we're... The whole thing about this Mass Effect multiplayer, I still feel like, even though uh, Colin and Anthony put up a great, like, hands-on piece about what it's like, what it is, Yeah. Um, I still feel like we're all jumping to conclusions on this thing. Yeah. I mean, let's let's hear them out. Let's and they've see. been very clear that it's not necessary yeah, to play. Yeah, it's completely ancillary. Yeah. The if only you thing- just want to play Mass Effect 3 alone and do it like, you know, the previous two games have been... Add more power to you. Go you can absolutely it. do that, yeah. and you will probably get you know an, still an amazing Mass Effect experience. If I'm anything, I think the people who do all the the co op and the extra missions are going to get shortchanged because what if it makes it so the story it's just the end of the game is just super easy. 
It's yeah. like totally anticlimactic because like, oh, of course we kicked their ass because we prepared so much in co-op. <laughs> Whereas, amazing, you, you know, your, your blood, sweat, and tears, you're going to feel so much better that you did this alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Time will tell, Tamuka, I think. Indeed. Time will tell. Time will tell. But, I mean, like you said, you know, we, we shouldn't jump to conclusions quite yet. Let's play it first and see how it we is. We just don't know about enough about the single-player camp, single campaign and the story arc there to talk about how multiplayer is going to affect it yet. Yeah, I Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Holly B says, here is the text tone I mentioned on Twitter, Foxy. Did At you Foxy. see that Twitter Twitter post? I, I did. I missed it. I think so. But I remember hearing something about a ringtone, so. <laughs> basically, what Holly B has provided us is a ringtone of Mr. Casey Lynch saying email. <laughs> um, it's pretty awesome. Do you have a sample of this? Yeah, Can I do. Can we listen to this? I, Are you guys ready for this? I haven't bet. even heard this yet. Let's do it. Um, this actually was made by uh, a friend of Holly B's, uh, Tazgard. And she okay. wanted to make sure we, we gave them credit. Thank you, Tazgard. Thank you, Tazgard. But here we go, guys. Let's, let's hear this. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Hang on. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so much lead up, and now it's just going to Oh, I know. Break. So anticlimactic. Just give me one second. Actually, <clears throat> hey, Peter. <laughs> so, what do you <laughs> have for lunch stuff. today? Give us some riffage. Uh, I think um, it would be pretty enjoyable text tone to have if this thing could ever work um, to let us know that we did indeed have wait, no, wait, no wait, messages. Wait. There it is. Did you hear that? I did. Okay. One, One more, more time. Yeah. One more time, everybody. It's like he's in the room. He's not <laughs> even here, though. He left. Yeah. It's like he didn't leave. So that can be your new notification that you have messages, texts, or anything along those or lines. Or email. Uh, and we'll have it available for download as an MP3 from the very page which you may have downloaded this podcast on. Absolutely. Just check out the Podcast Unlocked episode 32 page on IGN.com, and we will have a link to that very ringtone. So, yeah, thank you, uh, Holly B. Thank you, Tazgard, for making the ringtone. And uh, thank you, Mr. Casey Lynch, for yelling email. <laughs> This one comes from Chris Ravert. What's up, locksmiths? Firstly, I like your idea of the meta achievement. Doing tasks for arbitrary points that mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just like real achievements. How kind. I get it. It's funny. Good one, dude. My question is about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. I plan on purchasing the game, but I'm going to buy it used. Reason being that... After the way that Activision treated Infinity Ward, and after the release of Modern Warfare 2, I can't stomach the idea of giving Bobby Kotick... Kotick ugh, any... <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a reference to, to Mr. Kodak. <laughs> no, it, it kind of sounded like it, but I see that it was Sorry. not. Choking over your words. <clears throat> yeah, just choking over my words, guys. Any money for another Modern Warfare game? I was wondering what your thoughts were on that and whether you've specially avoided purchasing a game because you didn't like the actions of the publisher or the developer. Well, what do you, have, you ever, have you ever been in that situation, Pete? Not specifically. Um, I can see the gesture you're making. Mm -hmm. I understand that, and that's totally fair in your opinion. But on the flip side of that coin, by not buying the game new, um, I mean, obviously, this is a game that is we're assuming is going to sell very well regardless. So on one hand, it's tough because it's like throwing a pebble in the ocean. Um, but by not buying it new, you are giving all of the money to the used retailer that is selling the game used. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's mm -hmm. you're saying no. I'm not going to give it to the publisher and the developer. I'm going to give it to this shop, and I'm not going to name any shop names. Uh, but you know, it's that's that's your call. That's who you're voting for, basically. 
Yeah. And the the thing is, I think depending on the game, this one is a special case that sells big numbers regardless. But if it were like a smaller developer um, or even like an indie game that's getting published by a developer you don't like, mm-hmm. um, by buying something like that used, you're literally hurting that studio and putting them in danger of getting shut down. Unfortunately, right. I don't think in this case, <clears throat> uh, Sledgehammer or Infinity Ward or uh, any of the other five studios involved yeah. uh, are probably not going to be put in danger of being shut down, to be honest. No, it's it's not likely. But I mean, you know, I mean, it, it does speak kind of on a larger issue of who you're really sticking it to when yeah. you decide not to buy a game for this reason. I mean, Mr. Mr. Kodak is probably not going to feel a big pinch, you know, if one of his uh, mega franchises doesn't sell nearly as well as he may have thought. But, you know, like like Pete said, there's a good chance that these developers might. I mean, it's a tough time for a lot of developers. You know, a lot of studios have been getting shuttered left and right. Yeah, They're sales been... numbers usually end up affecting the developers instead yeah. of the publishers. Absolutely. Because the publishers, the one, especially when they own a studio, they can be like, sorry, your game didn't sell well enough. Boom, layoffs. You're, you're shut down. It's over. Yeah. Uh, so that's tough. Uh, but I totally see where you're coming from, and I totally respect your opinion. Yeah, and I'm, if 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 you don't want to buy the game, you absolutely don't have to. I mean, you, it, regardless of your reasons, and your reasons are completely valid because they're your reasons. Yeah. So yeah. More power to you. More power to you. Okay, let's do this, Pete. Rapid fire. You know what we got here? I'd like to apologize one more time to Nolan from Ca- Calgary for calling <laughs> you Chris twice. Oh. I apologize. Let's do this. Rapid fire. Pete's a good guy. Pete's a real good guy. All right, let's do Mary Boff Kill. Rapid fire, people. Um, we've gotten a lot of these a lot of these emails um, about people wanting uh, the return of Mary Boff Kill. So, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. All right, first one up. Mark Wilson, Nova Scotia. Mary Boff Kill. Bastion from Dust, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Oh, God. Pete, go. Uh, Mary, Bastion, Boff, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet, Kill from Dust. I'm going to go Mary Bastion, Boff from Dust, Kill, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Deal. Next up, Chris Chevery. Oh, hey, remember him from email? Oh, hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Mary Boff, Kill, <laughs> Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn. Go. Uh, Mary, Poison Ivy, Boff, Catwoman, Kill, Harley Quinn. Uh, Mary, Catwoman, Boff, Poison Ivy, Kill, Harley Quinn. That's me. All right. Sorry, Harley. Sorry, Harley. You, nobody <laughs> likes you here. It's, it's the voice. It's just... I, I think so, too. You can't marry that... And you can't boff it. It's yeah. Just too bad. Definitely not marry that, yeah. Nanja121 says, marry, boff, kill, New York City Comic Con, E3, or TGS? I think uh, I'd marry TGS, because uh, I think it'd be kind to me in the long term and very polite. <laughs> um, boff, E3, because it's just a big, dirty mess of... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go off on the analogies you can make that one. And kill NYC Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I've never been there, so I, I'm just going to kill it, because I don't know oh, any yeah. better. Uh, I'm going to go marry NYC Comic Con, um, boff TGS, and kill E3. All right. Yeah. I could see that, too. E3 is just so crazy. It is crazy. <sighs> Matt says, marry, boff, kill, alcohol, junk, slash, fast food, or coffee? Uh, I'd marry coffee, boff alcohol, and kill junk and fast food. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Marry coffee. I think I've had four or five alcohol. cups of coffee today. And that's most days, so we're in it for the long term. I, I think love... I've boffed four or five alcohols. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Indeed. All right. Stephen Crocker, GTA, Saints Row, Batman Arkham's. Now, he says Batman Arkham's. Is that... I think that we're talking series here. Okay. He's mentioned... Full series. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Mary GTA. I'm in it for the long run. I love uh-huh. them. 
uh, boff Batmans because they're pretty and fun and quick yeah. and dirty, and just kill Saints Row. Even though I kind of I still like Saints Row, but you got to choose. So you got to yeah. choose. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Arkham's because because I I fucking love Batman mm. and I love this mm-hmm. series. The, the what they've done with him is just amazing. Um, and you kind of feel like maybe they re- renewed their vows with you after a few years, make oh, you feel absolutely. special. Yeah, absolutely. And then like maybe hang upside down and yeah and. Have a moment. Repel me up to the ceiling or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, Boff GTA, Kill Saints Row. All right. For your same reason. I mean, I, I really like Saints Row. I think yeah. it's an awesome series, but, you know, you got to kill something, right? I keep saying, like, oh, Skyrim's coming and all these games are coming, but I think I'm going to end up playing the hell out of Saints Row the Third. Oh, yeah. Damon's been playing... He sits next to me and he plays it every day it's one of those games that's like as fun to watch oh god as yeah. it is to there's play. just so I mean, much chaos going on it's just fucking insane and I'm i looking love forward those to videos i'm looking like, for, yeah exactly friday the friday videos, videos. amazing i'm looking forward to uh hearing what he has to say about the full product and Absolutely. getting my own hands on it yeah yeah for sure samuel says windows xbox mobile phone <sighs> windows phone specifically i'm thinking windows phone oh, wait. 7 did i what did i say you said mobile phone oh i'm sorry i meant windows phone yeah. my bad um, I think I'm gonna marry the Xbox, boff Windows, and kill the phone. <laughs> kill Windows Phone Seven, unnecessary. I'm gonna marry Xbox, um, boff Windows Phone, and kill Windows. Uh, I've never been satisfied with Windows. I'm like, you see, I even considered, so I considered marrying it. Windows. Yeah, because I can get some games out of there. I play a lot of games on Steam still. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind just... of irregardless of Windows, but. Uh, I get my internet, I get some gaming, get everything, so, yeah. I don't know. Indeed. Last one. This one's from Dalton. Mary Buff Kill. Actually, he says Buff. Buff. Mary Buff Kill. <laughs> Mary Buff Kill. <laughs> Which one of these is the most buff? <laughs> uh, Bayonetta, Darksiders, Ninja Gaiden 2. I think I'm going to marry Darksiders, buff Bayonetta, and kill Ninja Gaiden 2. Nice. I'm going to marry Bayonetta. Okay. She's pretty. She is pretty. Yeah, um... Boff, Ninja Gaiden 2, kill Darksiders. Okay. Yeah. Darksiders 2. Coming next year sometime. It is. And, you know, the first one was a cool game and all. But was. You, you know, you gotta kill something, right? I know. I just, I didn't like Ninja Gaiden 2. Alright, dudes. That does it for our questions and answers period. Oh, you're moving on. Sorry, I was gonna... Oh, wait, wait. I thought you were Go ahead. sealing up the whole thing. No, please no, continue. No, what do you got, bro? I was gonna step onto your next point of business but oh, please do it yourself gotcha I'm, I'm gonna step all over that shit Bam. If, you, if you have any more questions or you just want to shoot the shit send us a message at unlocked at ign.com uh, remember to keep your emails short and sweet yeah. if you want us to read them on the podcast conversely you can hit us all up on twitter mm-hmm. at unlocked at p eichmann's at lynchtacular at ign and myself at steven underscore hopper um and a little housekeeping our halo art book winner oh yes is trevor bettis of san diego california congratulations, congratulations trevor. trevor way to be man and um our giveaway for this week what is it i don't even know this has got me excited even know. i'm gonna enter um what do we got let's see oh, we have gosh. the book another book the russian okay battlefield three the Russian by Andy McNabb and Peter Grimsdale. So, yeah, if you want a copy of that book, uh, just send us an email. Send us an email. Um, what, what do they need to tell us to get this, Peter? Um, what, I guess, uh, if you're looking for, if you want to win a Battlefield 3 book, tell us what you loved about the Battlefield 3 campaign. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, <clears throat> set in the same universe with some of the same problems, I'm thinking. 
And uh, if you read my review, you know, I, I took some issues with the campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I don't know why, I think I'm doing this to myself on the achievement front. I am playing through the campaign again on hard yeah. on my Xbox to get some achievements. Oh, wow. It's, frust- it's just as frustrating as it was the first time. Well, now it's pretty short, though, right? It's- it is. So, I mean, you can hammer that out if you just You see, it, it. it is, but that's the kind of game where I'm like, okay, why am I playing single player when I could be up in my stats online right now? Right. So I'll play uh, like a level and be like, I just want to beat this level so I can go play multiplayer and fly some jets. It's a trade-off. I you guess... guys got to check out, if you haven't already, our How to Fly Jets, How to Fly Helicopters videos. Oh, absolutely. They're extremely helpful They're... because nobody knows how to do that. I'm pretty jet. proud of those. Um, with a lot of help from Brian Miggles and Scott Lowe, also Battlefield expert awesomeness. Um, but very, yeah, very check cool. them out, and I'll still see you online. Awesome. So what's uh, what's the meta achievement for this? I was going to ask you what the meta achievement oh, is. Damn it! I knew you were going to do that. I was gonna, I'm just going to turn these tables. Yeah, you are. Damn. Um, send us shit. What can they send us? Uh, how about you just send us an email letting us know uh, what your favorite thing that you saw in the Grand Theft Auto Five trailer was? Yes, great. Um, this is a really simple one. Let's just say, you know, five points. Five points. Keep it simple. Five points. Just let us know. Um, I mean, it was an extremely dense trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was packed in with a lot of Los Santos and surrounding areas goodness. Um, so just let us know what what stood out to you. What what did you like the most in this trailer? And I mean, it was, it was an amazing trailer. So there's probably going to be a lot of stuff. I know. I was, I was sitting there... Um waiting on the live stream just counting down it was it's, there's this feeling of anticipation even yeah they did a good job with that it's all Absolutely. i know it's all marketing and hype and all this business but mm-hmm. you know even in this industry as much as people get jaded and angry with games and stuff it's still it's fun to be yeah. a gamer but even our even our ps3 comrades um greg miller and uh colin moriarty did and uh and fran mirabella mm-hmm. did an amazing job of uh you know, running that live stream for us uh, before yeah, the trailer. Instant went commentary live. and instant commentary. I mean, a good. lot of great things came out of that. A lot of awesome community interaction. So yeah, hats mm-hmm. off to those guys. So Pete, that wraps that it, it up. That's for it. our podcast. Thank you guys for being patient on a whole day of waiting as I got my teeth cleaned and fixed up. Yeah, I appreciate that. So your grill's Each all and your grill's all set. My grill is set. Your grill is set, boy. Yep. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Casey. And uh, we will catch you next week. Bleep bloop. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday.
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.